Hey there, Doug here. So this week's bonus interview is with actress and adult film star Jillian Jansen. Jillian talks to us about how she got started in the adult film industry and in recent years. She's had two roles in, I would say, dark comedy, horror movies, Evil Bong 777, where she had a pretty small role. But in the movie Cynthia, which was pretty cool, I found it, I think, on Amazon Prime. Uh, she had more of a role, and she has a pretty killer scene, pun intended. So you can listen to her stories about filming those dark comedy and horror movies, one involving having to play dead for hours, which you'll want to hear what happens at the end. And uh, it's pretty cool. She really wants to get more into acting and do like the crossover from the adult film in order to uh, the feature film roles. And she has quite a passion for it. So all of her links will be in the episode notes where you can find her. And stay tuned after the interview where we introduce you to a podcast run by a couple guys that I think you might want to check out. It's called Funny to Informing. It's funny and they teach you. It's pretty good. So check that out, and those links will be in there as well. But first, adult film star Jillian Jansen. She was a lot of fun. Enjoy. Hi, how are you? My name's Doug. Hi, Doug. I'm wonderful. How are you? Pretty good, pretty good. Thanks so much for taking the time. Of course. It's my pleasure. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, I just saw on Twitter you just got nominated for three awards, so congrats. Yes, thank you. I'm very excited. That's awesome. So where where's your story begin? Where did you grow up? Oh, well, um, I was actually, believe it or not, I was still in high school. I was in Minnesota, born and raised, um, just kind of, you know, doing my thing, living my life um, day by day. And then, um, you know, kind of go back to where I originally kind of like started with I guess my worth ethic and kind of who you know I became because I started working young at 14 I worked at McDonald's um took a year off or so to get my permit and my license and whatnot and then I worked at Walgreens as a beauty advisor and then um I decided to become a telemarketer. <laughs> oh, wow. Okay. And then from there, um, I became a waitress. <laughs> and uh, I was coming home one night and happened to run into an old friend that I met online. And he was hanging out with some buddies of his and they invited me over. And, and uh, we got to hanging out and they told me about this website. And it was, um, webcamming. It was it's called Nicely Cams. So I signed up one day, and I just you know was doing my thing, and and that's how I kind of you know started, and and came out to California, and I met my agent, and he said you know I'll I'll fly you out here, uh, you stay in the model house, and you meet a bunch of other girls, and you'll work with you know, a bunch of companies, major, major directors and, and stuff like that. And kind of gave me an estimate. And I happened to, this happened, um, while I was still in high school. Oh, really? So, um, yeah. So this junior year, I was kind of older than everyone. Um, I was already 18 in May and school got out that June. 
Oh, okay. So, <laughs> and that's when the, the summer that I was waitressing and, um, that's when, you know, a friend told me about this website. And so it was August of, <laughs> ironically, my, my anniversary is coming up. It was August 13th of 2013. Um, and school was starting that September, mind you. So I was, um, I was going to be a senior <laughs> and I had gone out to California you know, kind of did my thing, realized, you know, I loved it and I wanted to go back and continue. But I also kind of was like, yeah, I want to finish school, you know. And uh, so I went back literally the day before school started. I had bought, you know, my school supplies. Like I landed, you know, that day, went to Walmart and then, you know, woke up the next morning and went to school. So, <laughs> um <laughs> I ended up telling my friend about it, you know, the friend that I confided in, and she ended up telling another friend that she confided in. Uh. So it became this whole chain reaction. And so I, I don't really know how necessarily people found out from actually looking it up or just, you know, by word of mouth or whatever. But eventually everyone knew that I'd, you know, gone to California, you know, that I'd done that, and they pretty much were like slut shaming me for it and it was just it was a, a bit overwhelming I bet. um yeah um because it wasn't the first time I was bullied for um I guess being so open with my sexuality um so I was like you know I'm gonna I'm not gonna handle I'm not gonna deal with this like I asked my mom or it, it came down to it where I guess I was skipping school or just not going and just, I had no drive. I'd rather go to work than go to school. And it came down to my mom was like, well, why don't you do online? With my mom that suggested me pretty much dropping out of school because she knew I was miserable. So she was yeah. like, you know, cause I kind of looked at it in a way like, you know, there's other family members of mine that went back to school later on and they're happy and they, you know, were, they went and did the, and just, they did what made most sense to them at the time, you know, and this made more sense to me. It made sense that, Oh, you know, I can go back to school later on when I'm ready, when I actually know what I want to do, something like that. For now, I've got a sure thing. I'm going to go do something that I love. You know, I just, even, I couldn't even just, I couldn't express myself whatsoever. You know, I, I was friends with, you know, the people who, who didn't mind that, but there weren't so many of that, you know, in my town. I live in a small town. A lot of people came from conservative families that had money. They, in my opinion, they never really knew what it was like to earn a buck, you know, and it was just in a short amount of time too, you know? So I was like, when I realized just what it would do for my, my future and realizing I shouldn't worry about what other people were thinking about it. I just, I was like over it. I was like, you know what? My mom's right. I should do what's best for me. And I went through the proper paperwork to drop out. I met with my Dean and everything. And they were questioning of course, kind of like why I'm doing this. And it's like, I love what I'm doing and no one will understand that here. Yeah. I love who I am. No one will understand that here. 
And, and I noticed that the moment I came out to California for that, that two weeks that I was out there, I realized like it changed my life. And I found people who accepted me and it, it was an environment. Uh, I put myself out of, you know, a toxic environment into an environment of people who were alike. They were the same, you know, they were even more punchy than me. And, you know, had, there was, you know, had dirtier minds. And I was like, wow, I belong here. <laughs> it was the best decision I ever made. I'm so happy. It's so crazy to think that six years is coming up already. <laughs> I'm just so blessed. Yeah. So that's, yeah. So that's you, my my little you, story. <laughs> yeah. Do you miss uh, the, the Minnesota winters at all? No, I don't. It's, um, but I do miss my son because everyone's still there. Yeah. Um, I've, I've tried, I've tried to get everybody up over here to California. Cause ironically, my mom is originally from California. Oh, okay. so I kind of grew up with her talking about, you know, the sunny, all, the beach and just talking about that kind of life. And I always kind of like wanted to go this direction anyway, that it all just made sense. So it's like, well, it makes sense for me to be out here, but unfortunately it's not as easy for my family to just uproot their whole life. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, I, I'm, uh, I'm about to go visit them, um, this, this summer, um, take some time off, see the family and, and, uh, yeah, no, I, do, I don't miss, I don't miss the winters, but I, uh, I, I do miss the, the gathers, all the, the, the family time and whatnot, but yeah. that's why I try to go back when I can. Hence why I'm going, um, this summer. So but yeah, all the holidays, I always, I always try to make it back for then. But, um, like I said, my mom tries to make it out here too. Um, cause it's funny, although she moved away from it and now that I'm here, she always wants to come back. <laughs> <laughs> Even when it was the coldest here, um like for record uh, for our winter in california it was like the coldest here she came to visit and she was like oh yeah this is amazing this is just wonderful absolutely <laughs> she was just like mom it's so cold she was like no it's way better than what it was in minnesota because the midwest got their record low too this year there were like negative 50s and i was just I know the weather is very crazy. So happy that I'm over here and not there. (laughs) Oh, definitely. (laughs) For sure. So how did you, uh, so into like the acting part of it, because I know you you said you've been doing this coming up on six years. Now, how did like the role of being in evil bong, uh, seven, seven, seven come up? It's funny because throughout my career, I've, you know, I've, I've learned more and more about who I am as a person, what I like and what I have skills for, you know, that it kind of first started with, you know, the modeling, you know, and then it got kind of into um, more of the acting. And, you know, I wanted to be in more roles and more roles. And then as soon as I got into more roles, you know, in, in adult, I was like, I wonder if I could do this in mainstream, you know, and kind of like learn how to cross over somehow. Cause I know other girls are doing it and, and I, you know, I've been inspired by them and, um, it actually happened. I think it might've 
happened because of the first movie I was in, which is actually Cynthia. Oh, that was your first one. Okay. It, yeah. I don't know. I, yeah, that gets mistaken sometimes. But Cynthia was the very first movie I was in. And this happened because um, I was shooting. I was on set for Corpsey, for Girls and Corpses. And I shot for the cover of their magazine. Um, with Ryan Steele, um, uh, Jody Taylor, and Raven. I, I, uh, I believe, I forget everybody right now, but um, we're on the front, we're on the cover, and we're all holding up a flag um, in like yellow bikinis. <laughs> it was a great cover. I love being in the issue and everything, and we became really good friends, um, the producer, the publisher, um, Corpsey and I. And he invited me to a couple funny events, like a, like a freak show. Um, it was awesome. I absolutely loved it. And I was like, I love every crazy thing this guy involves me in. I'm down. Because um, if people don't understand or know or are familiar with Girls and Corpses magazine, it's pretty much a bunch of girls, hot girls, posing on top of corpses, dead bodies. They're fake, of course. But, that's um, good. <laughs> <laughs> but it's uh, it was so hot. I love it. It's the you know boobs and 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 gory type stuff. You know, um, it was awesome. I loved it. So I was like, I want to be a part of anything, whatever. Hit me up, call me. And so he did. One day he was like, Oh, Julian, I've got you know this part. You know, I want you to audition for. I didn't really audition. He was just kind of like like here take the part <laughs> but um uh he casted me in it and they loved me and I ended up doing the movie it was amazing and I think because of that you know people kind of you know it got kind of word out there that I was into doing you know uh, just a ridiculous you know kind of unrealistic um things and I was, I'm, I'm all for it so the evil bong seven seven seven. When they approached me, Charles Band, he was like, um, he was so funny about the idea. He was, you know, um, you got this this seven foot um, Elvis puppet, and <laughs> you're you're pretty much gonna fuck it. I'm like, what? <laughs> okay. I'm like, how is that gonna happen? Like, wait, what? <laughs> and then it was just so, it was so hysterical. It was so, the way they were maneuvering this giant puppet. It was very creepy looking. It was, yes. <laughs> and if you, um, the set is, is big, you know, you know, I was on a big bed, you know, so I'm like this tiny little thing and I'm like sunken in and like this, this Elvis puppet is like on top of me, like jabbing his knee into my vagina <laughs> as I'm grinding on him. And I'm just like, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, you feel this pussy on your knee, Elvis. <laughs> <laughs> I was just taking it to a whole another level. And I, I you know, I, I think, you know, a lot of it, Love it was just, you know, very entertaining to me. I just, I loved it. It was just something that is not out of the ordinary that happens every day. 
So. Yeah. And the way it ended, it was like one of those like Cirque de Soleil, like Vegas <laughs> shows where they're like, it was like silly string coming out, like spraying it on the audience. <laughs> <laughs> it's so funny because when they were explaining it, because obviously when we do we do certain shots and you know they pretty much like did the whole audience reaction when we weren't even there at all. Oh, I'm sure, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so they're reacting to like they don't even know what they're reacting to, which is the funniest part. So <laughs> I'm just like, oh my god, this is so good. <laughs> so when it was all pieced together, it was just. Hysterical. Hysterical. I just I couldn't stop laughing. I was like, oh my gosh. Well, this is perfect. I hope people put me in. So, yeah, I just I love comedy. I've always been a big fan of that. I'm into scary. I'm into pretty much anything. You know, just depends on what mood. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. I guess I'm in. <laughs> yeah. So back to Cynthia, because I thought they were, because they came out in the same year, but the way it's on your IMDb, which is never right. So that movie was pretty, I just like skipped forward to your scene, but I'm definitely going to watch the whole movie because it looks pretty good, but it was super like intense, like, like it was. The, the giant cyst, like you bring it down to the lab and then, and then you watch a lot of horror movies, I'm, I'm sure. And it's always like, that guy was like, kind of like being like a little creepy. So you thought maybe like you were going to leave and then the thing was going to eat him like right away. But uh, no, that was pretty, pretty wild. The guy gets impaled, the blood gets split, sprayed all over you. And then how was like, my life. That, yeah, like, <laughs> had that moment you were incredible. by the door and you weren't able to grab the key card. And... You know, that door moment I knew would be my key moment, you know, <laughs> but the whole, the whole scenario, the whole, just the, the whole production behind it was incredible because I, and it's hard for me now kind of when I watch movies because I kind of like, oh, I know how they get that. Yeah. You know, but so kind of, you know, pick apart movies, you know, knowing, feeling like I know exactly how they did it, but it's fun. It's fun knowing like the whole production, how they put everything together. So, um, yeah, so, anyway, so we were um, doing those those pieces and stuff, and and I was like covered in blood, and um, it it was great because like when I explained kind of the whole process of like what I was going through during the you know because you've got it's a it's it's a lot different than an adult set, you know. Yes, you've got people you've got a lot of people on set, you know, what you're, you're doing your thing, but this set, you've got way more people. We had at least like 20 people walking the set and I was covered in blood. And I just remember laying on the floor, you know, and I'm like getting covered from head to toe. 
And I, I have to lay there completely still, yeah. mind you, not to, you know, I'm, I'm dead, you know, not to give any like pieces away, but I'm laying there <laughs> and I have to like be completely still. I can't like breathe. I can't like nothing. I'm laying face up. It's a lot easier to pretend you're dead when you're face down. <laughs> so I'm just like laying there and they, they're like action. And I'm like, okay, but I don't know what part they're actioning on. Are they actioning on my face on a wide of the, the scene? Oh yeah. Are they, are they on the person coming in through the door? So I'm sitting here holding my breath, like I'm turning purple almost at this point, like trying to make it breathe where, you know, my whole frame doesn't move. And I don't know if the camera's on me. So there's fake, I'm covered in fake blood and there's people walking by me and people don't like realize when you're covered, when you're just wet in general, and then you're now like I'm sticky at this point, <laughs> and the wind like there every time someone walks by, just like one you know pair of feet is just like twenty miles per hour of wind, <laughs> and so people are walking by, you know, and because they're supposed to be in the scene, they're like walking up to me, checking out the scene, you know, saying their part and. And I'm just like, okay, are they panning back and forth? Are they just on him the whole time? And again, I'm sitting here just like, I can't breathe. I'm cold. I'm cold. Like, I'm like shivering. Like, I, I, okay. I like opened up my eyes a little bit. Okay, the camera's not on me. <laughs> Big breath. Okay, cut. Okay. <sighs> 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 Like, I feel like I just had a whole, like, an orgasm or something. It's like, I'm out of breath. <laughs> and now, I'm stuck to the floor. Oh, my God. I was laying there long enough to be stuck to the floor. So, like, the blood was in my hair. And it was all, all tangled up. It was huge, huge rash nest, just, like, stuck to the, this floor. <laughs> and... And I'm trying to get up, and it's just so hilarious. And the only way to get this blood off of me, mind you, we're in an old abandoned, run-down hospital that, like, hasn't been used in years. I don't know how they had electricity, <laughs> but <laughs> they had no showers, no, like, Nowhere uh, that I could go clean myself. So I'm like, okay, I'm running. Now I'm like, okay, I get off the floor. They put this, they put this robe on me. And it had, it was just, you know, one of those like fluffy fleece type robes. It should have been a silk one because now I'm running from this hospital, you know, across this, you know, little dry parking lot to the trailers, the movie trailers. And now I can't get this robe off because <laughs> it's stuck to my skin. <laughs> well, was it from corn this syrup? Blood. Huh? Was it corn syrup? Did they tell you what it, was? Yeah, was yeah. It was, 
it, pretty much. Yeah. So um, there's a couple ways to make fake blood, and it, it was, I'm pretty sure it was that way. <laughs> so because it was just so sticky, you literally could touch me, and you just like you had to literally like just peel your hand away just to get it off. So mind you, now this robe is stuck to me, and now I've got all these little fuzzies. So now I look like I don't even know what you want. I think I look like at this point, like. I look like a chicken with his head and skin cut off, like running around wondering, like, how am I going to get clean? <laughs> like, it was just so intense because, like, I'm in this bathroom now with this tiny little sink, like an RV trailer, you know, trying to, like, wash my hair. Nothing's coming out. And so they come, so the makeup artist, you know, they come to get me. And they're like, are you having any luck? And I was just like, no. <laughs> so they bring me back inside to the hospital area where they, you know, done my makeup earlier. And um, they they grabbed a bucket. They tried to make it hot. But they grabbed a bucket and put water in it. And they had, like, paper towels and washcloths and all that and they tried to like rub it off of me and it still wasn't coming off so someone just came out of nowhere with barbasol shaving cream I was like rub this all over your body <laughs> they just like I've got like three four people just like giving me a shaving cream bath <laughs> and just like rubbing it all over me like I'm pretty sure we got some some BTS of this I'm sure it's somewhere out there but I'm just standing there just like head down like <laughs> just shaking just laughing like what the heck is going on <laughs> like finally after like an hour or two of like rubbing like just dipping my hair in this bucket it's now like full of like it's just red and white, just like full of just, just ridiculous. Oh, I just like couldn't believe it. I was like so happy that I was clean. So I was like, I'm so happy I went through that experience, you know, because like I've been through some things like in porn, you know, like for instance, I had this blow bang and. <laughs> it's so much fun when you're going through it, but you don't realize like afterwards, like the cleanup process, we had like bananas and whipped cream and it was like all in our hair and in our buttholes and it was all over the place. And I was like, that's exactly how I felt with this blood. <laughs> so it doesn't matter what it is, what part of the industry you're in. <laughs> Sometimes you don't know what you're, what you're getting yourself into. <laughs> Which one was easier to get off? The blood? Oh, def oh definitely the whipped cream and the banana. Okay. Because <laughs> <laughs> I actually had a shower at, at the location there, uh, okay. so I was able to shower it all off. But it's <laughs> all fun for me. I love it. You can, you know, you can put me in anything and anywhere, and I'll, I'll, I'll enjoy it. <laughs> How long were you on shoot for that movie for Cynthia? Um, it we shot. For two weeks, um, oh, cool. I believe nonstop. Um, I was on set for about two days, 
I believe. I was they they only needed me about two days. We got a lot of stuff done in that two days. Um, and then it took about like a year for it to come out. So I anticipated a while for it, but I was like so happy. It it pieced together so well, and I took my friends to the premiere. And, oh, that's awesome! And they they were just like they they were just blown away because there were some pieces in it that you know I'm not going to give away, but um, some people will notice instantly because we had to we had to do some things for effect, you know, in order for the creature to you know fully evolve. <laughs> I suppose. Um, but no, it was awesome because I they 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 got me in. They um, fitted me for like this cast type thing, and they molded me and they they painted me up and everything. So anyone knows what I'm talking about, you'll you'll notice it during. But my my awesome. my friend didn't even notice, and <laughs> <laughs> he's usually naked all the time. So <laughs> so how would you go about? So I know somebody reached out to you for this movie and for Evil Bong. So how? Would you, because it seems like you enjoyed it. Uh, is there a way for you to like go out and go on auditions? Is that something you'd l- look to do for in the future? Yeah. Um, it's, you know what, for me, it's a little different, different to do auditions. You know, I'm kind of like, you know, you know, if you want to cast me for the part, you know, you already know I'm perfect for it or not. And that yeah. was kind of the case, you know, for Cynthia, they knew what they wanted and they knew what they would get out of me. Um, there was a, a another instance where someone, you know, wanted me for their 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 role, and I I just got to the point where like if you don't know who I am and how well of an actress I can and I am or or I can be, I just for some reason I just didn't I didn't necessarily give them the time of day for the fact that I didn't really think it was something. Um, legit either because unfortunately I do have to weed out a lot of emails that you know are you know just you know people wanting to you know have me in there it's more personal than it's professional oh, of course so um I'm sure you've got a lot you. of that on social media yeah. and stuff I'm sure there's yeah a lot of people out there. so um, so you know fortunately yeah, I've gotten that but unfortunately I've gotten the same thing from the same person that it kind of looks like a so I don't, I don't bother with it unless the people come to me and I know you, you're, you've been in the industry or I know you're part of mainstream and you know this or that, or my publicist, for instance, Tanya, amazing. She, she helps me with that kind of stuff. She, she'll let me know if it's legit or not, or, you know, if I need to even put my time or my effort towards it. And, you know, she's been through a lot. She knows what's real. And, and I, I tend to look at her when it comes to stuff like that so people don't come out to me with it and like hey i've got this perfect part you don't even have to audition you just show up boom all right i'm in (laughs) (laughs) but there are times too you know uh i put that aside you know and i um i did audition for one thing and that was like and the one time i did audition i got put down in a way that like you know or i I put all my efforts for towards it and you know i got it turned away and it wasn't necessarily that it's just at that time being they were looking for something else yeah you know so it's like all right cool i'm down you know but i'm down for anything i'm someone who a lot of people will complain about doing the crazy things having to hike in the middle of nowhere for a great shot like 
I don't, I like that kind of stuff. Like, you know, I'll explain the whole process of like how I felt, you know, afterwards and, you know, yeah, you know, the cleanup process may have been quite a process, but the whole experience, like I wouldn't have had that process if it wasn't for the experience, you know, and I just, I love talking about everything from, you know, from the beginning to the end, ups and the downs, you know, so people realize that, you know, the reality of shooting and, you know, that it's not all, you know, when people see, you know, when people want to get into the porn industry, they don't realize how much work it really is. It's not, uh, you know, just about, you know, like how hard you are and how, you know, long you can last. It's not all about that. Yeah. Main, main you know, key things, but you know, it's like, can you get hard in the middle of, you know, the desert in the middle of the night, even though it's supposed to be hot, it's freezing cold. Like, you know, can you do that? You know, it's like all these different circumstances and that play into, you know, how to become a performer, like the ones that you see today. Yeah. Thanks so much for taking the time. I had two more questions and this is one I've always wanted to know. So when you're out in public, I'm sure you get recognized by people. So, so do you ever notice like people like looking at you, but not wanting their significant other to like know that they know <laughs> you? I feel like it happens more, you know, than, than it does. But I feel like, you know, not to toot my own horn, but I feel like I get complimented enough for, or are ready for just my natural appearance for being attractive, I guess, that people are just looking anyway. Okay. <laughs> so I don't know if it's that. <laughs> <laughs> but there was one time where I happened to be in an Uber and I was in another, you know, it was someone else's account, like all that. And I got in the car with them, we were hanging out and then we were just like having good conversation like the whole time it had nothing to do with you know like like sometimes I kind of like I'm like okay should I say what I do for a living should I just say I'm a model should I just say you know like I'm an actress or a dancer or should I actually tell them I'm a porn star <laughs> you know but it's 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 a little different sometimes when you're you know you know being trans you know transferred from one location to a next and you don't know if that person's gonna you know, follow you. Uh, but I was kind of like, um, when I found out that he knew who I was and he told me after the fact, I was like, oh boy. <laughs> um, so I was in the car and we were talking and, and it was just, that's just a typical conversation. And then as I was opening the door to get out of the car, he was like, you're Jillian Jansen, right? I'm like, ah, oh. ah, oh. <laughs> how did you know? <laughs> like, what? Like, how? I didn't understand. Like, they just knew the whole time and they didn't tell me. And, like, for some reason, that made me, like, not necessarily weirded out, but I would have felt better for some reason if I would have known. Yeah, that they knew who I was because then I could have been openly talking about it. Like, yeah, 
I'm Jillian Johnson. You know, like, I just kind of was like, uh, okay. <laughs> so what, what do I have to do now? <laughs> uh, but um, there's some, sometimes where I'm just, I'm nervous about it, you know, because I've, 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 I hear things all the time. You know, um, it's hard because stars, like, we, personal information is, you know, out there, but, you know, we just, you know, like, I, I, my name is Jillian Jansen for a reason, you know, when it comes to personal, you know, information, when people want to know that kind of stuff and, like, get into your life, so, like, it worries me, so. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, so I was a little, I was a little worried, but. It was nothing like the time when it first happened. Um, and this was more like when I first started the industry. I happened to be hanging out with like a family member. <laughs> and I was in the Mall of America. This happened when I was in Minnesota. And I just was shopping, you know, and these two boys come up to me and they're like, so back in the day, I was Jillian Brooks. And they were like, oh my God you're Jillian Jansen. I knew you since you were Jillian Brooks. And I was like, as my cousin was like standing right there, I was like, Oh my God. And then my mom's boyfriend's daughter was like right there too. And I was like, I'm like, my family doesn't like my mom knows. So like my whole family, like they don't know. Yeah. So I'm just like, Oh my God. So like they asked for a picture with me. (laughs) <laughs> I'm like sure so my cousin like takes you know my my mom's boyfriend's daughter like off to the side I'm just like you guys like go over here for a little bit like I'll be right back and it was just like the funniest thing I was like oh my gosh I was recognized it was kind of like it, I felt embarrassed but I was like yeah. also at the same time I felt like like a little celebrity like I felt like you know star I was like oh yay people know about me and I was like oh shoot people know about me <laughs> so that's you know kind of when I was like oh I gotta be careful and yeah but <laughs> it's interesting it's fun you yeah, know, so it's, you're I, right like there's that stigma so that, yeah that's no, stigma I of like oh my god it's awesome but oh my god like you like you probably know where I live now or you probably know, you know, like, uh, but no, I'm, uh, I'm pretty good when it comes to that kind of stuff. You know, I, I like to keep a good head on my shoulders when it comes to keeping my information private and all that. So, um, but yeah, that has in a sense like I'm kind of getting off topic. Like (laughs) I love when people recognize me. I love it. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> but just don't be creepy about it. Yeah. Just be nice <laughs> and tell me story. up front. Like, yeah. <laughs> tell me up front that you know who I am. Don't have me feeling like Yeah. <laughs> like, well, that, like I felt before. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that was great. Those are some good stories. And since uh <laughs> one last question, since we talk sequels here, are there any movie se- sequels that you enjoy watching? I do actually. Um I'm into a lot of the Marvel movies. Okay. Uh, yeah, I love, I love all of them. Honestly, <laughs> um, I got into Star Wars. Every, you know, pretty much anything you can imagine. Um, I love, I love when they have, you know, more stories to them, or when they you tell the stories from the beginning. You know, like, uh, 
Um, another favorite series of mine is like Resident Evil. Oh, those are good. Really good. I love that. <laughs> I I watched the first three, and then it had been so long since I'd watched them, I didn't realize it was like four or five more. <laughs> yeah, I think there's even maybe just five. There's like maybe six. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, there's like six, six or seven total. Yeah. yeah. So no, I, I love I love watching movies. I watch them all the time. You know, when I get the time off, that is. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's awesome. And then one day, you know, because you're in the role, obviously, like Evil Bond, like you said, it was like crazy and you were just like, hey, I'm down for whatever. But in the other role, that was a pretty good role. It was a good scene. And yeah, you're going back I'm and forth for with that it. guy. Yeah, you're going back and forth with that guy, Manny. Like there was good dialogue and you like felt the emotion of the scene. Not like I'm any kind of like director or anything, but. No, that was that was a really cool scene. So maybe in the future you'll see yourself on the big screen. Yeah, it's funny because I felt that way when we had just gone to premiere it, and I kind I saw my name. No, oh, it wasn't. After, so after the premiere, it came out on Amazon Prime, and that's when it like kicked in because I saw the credits and I like I rolled through and I saw my name and I was like, oh my gosh, that's so exciting. <laughs> And I was like, you know, honestly, like I would go through anything again to like, you can do anything. You can hang me upside down and, you know, like whatever. I am so down. I love it. <laughs> I'm like, they can have a sequel to the Elvis, you know, puppet. They can have a sequel to Cynthia. Like, I'm so for it. Yeah. <laughs> Just don't use corn syrup this time. Try to use something else so you don't stick to the floor. Right, right. Or I'll just bring, you know boxes of barbasol beforehand so i know you know or like a handheld little like you know squirt gun or shower <laughs> sprayer or something to kind of like take my myself bath <laughs> that's awesome but no it was it was great i loved every minute of it it's so it's so incredible just being involved in the whole production and you know, and I, I kind of got a little envious uh, a little bit, you know, even though I had such a big part, I was in for, I mean, you, at least 10 minutes or so of oh, a yeah. scene. Like you, yeah. I was like, you know, I still was like, I wish I was like the lead. Yeah. It'd be so cool to one day like be the lead and, and to have, you know, that it just, and I was like, I'm, I'm going to go for it. I'm going to push for it, you know, whatever it takes, you know, and I, I, I inspired to be, you know, like Sasha Gray and, and all that, where we, you know, cross over from the adult industry into mainstream and, and make it, you know, less of a stigma, you know, for sex, you know, cause we, you look at Netflix now and you're seeing titty and like practical, you know, practically you're, you know, you're seeing the whole thing. Like, it's like, why not at this point just, you know, keep doing it and just do it a little more. And, you know, except it's not like the world, you know, doesn't know sex. Like, <laughs> I know they just tend not to. You know, like if it wasn't for me, like watching stuff like that when I was that age, I wouldn't be in this industry. I wouldn't be where I am today. I wouldn't have been curious and watched, you know. You know stuff online and 
you know, learn stuff, you know, like I wouldn't be where I am. So it just sucks that, you know, people are, you know, in that sense where like, oh, kids can't handle this, kids can't handle that. So we got to censor everything, you know, including social media is now like I've lost my Instagram, I've, I've lost my Snapchat, I've lost, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm almost, I'm almost certain I'm going to lose my Twitter if I, you know, if I don't, you know, follow their guidelines, their new guidelines, you know, I just tweeted out that they're kind of cracking down on everyone with, you know, what, what we post now. So we've got to be careful. (laughs) And it's like, but why, you know, it's like, you're just, you're just trying to make people feel like what they're doing in their life is not okay. You know, and it is okay. Like, you know, why, why do you think it's, you know, like the stuff with our sexuality, with people being bisexual and gay, like that's so okay. You know, and that, and it's like people are making it seem like it's not okay with, with certain things that we watch. And it's like, stop. <laughs> you know, so that being said, if people want to follow me, the only place you really can is Twitter, XO Jillian Jansen. And the best way to connect with me is textjillian.com. I'm always by my phone getting naughty or just getting to know you, having fun. <laughs> But yeah, I was locked out of my premium Snapchat. I no longer have one, unfortunately. Awesome. Uh, but I'm fan. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I'll put all those links in the bio too. And uh, yeah, it was really fun talking to you. Thanks so much for taking the time. And I wish you the best in getting that main role, that lead actress. Yeah, <laughs> me too. So everyone was hearing out there how much I love to be covered in guts and blood and yeah. cum and all that. I'm down. (laughs) (laughs) Well, thanks so much. Have a great night, Jillian. (laughs) Thank you. You too. So this is John and Coleman from Funny to Informing. So tell everybody like a little bit of like, what are you guys about? Uh, Well, what we do primarily is we, um, we try to find the joke first, you know, like pretty much to represent the name. We find the joke first and then we uh, share personal stories and we find some bits of news uh, to share with the people and we try to interact with our listeners as much as possible. But, uh, Coleman, here's the funny man. And I'm here, uh, to try to inform the world or at least give them perspective on, uh, things that we need to open our eyes to and whatever else. Yeah. We do a lot of local flair and stuff too, like things going on in the city. We're, we're kind of out and about guys. We like to, you know, try to check things out as much as possible. So yeah. So, cause we're in the Southeast, you're in the Northeast, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, it's, a, it's a different cultures. It's definitely a culture shock. Beautiful weather down here, guys. I'm in shorts and flip flops. I don't know about you. Yeah, no, 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 no. Florida's nice, man. Just uh, I lived out in Oregon, but uh, grew up in Jersey and just don't want to leave too close to New York City. I love it out here. But uh, so, how'd you come up with the whole concept and like working together? Uh, well, uh, me, I, I had had the show already. And I mean, I guess the the best way to represent it in terms of like being a sequel, I had done the show for about a year and a half uh, by myself. Uh, and I was primarily just uh, interviewing people and trying to get like uh, the culture of Orlando, because in Orlando, there's a lot of amazing people to hear, like the, to, to meet and talk to and all the things and opportunities. But so I was doing it by myself for a while. But where the show really kicked into high gear was when um, I was, me and uh, Coleman here are both fans of a local radio station. And we went to a meetup 
we got along really well. And then we went on another podcast as separate guests for different reasons. And then once we linked up, man, that was it. Yeah, we had chemistry and I did a show just like as an interviewee and uh, and it, it worked out. And it was actually credit to his girlfriend, I think. John's girlfriend was like, you should ask Coleman to be on the show. Yeah, and yeah, I, yeah. I was I was looking to get back into podcasting after being off of a show for a couple of years myself. And uh, everything worked out and it was an opportunity for me and I could bring a little bit of what I knew to help out John. And uh, we've just grown it like crazy in the last uh, last two years we've been together. That's awesome. And, and Coleman, it's got to make you feel good that he said he was doing it by himself. And then once you joined, he got kicked into high gear. So that's, that's very nice to say that. Yeah, yeah John, John always pats my back like that. He's good for that, man. Well, I really, I love this guy, man. He's, it's funny because like I said on our show, when we talked a little bit ago, I kind of gave a small background and said, you know, John and I kind of joined, joined forces just mostly to do podcasting and have built a really tight friendship out of that. And that is, that is definitely, definitely the truth. But, for us. but I'm not going to sit here and lie either. So it's me primarily being honest. You know, it's, uh, I don't really laugh too much when I'm at work or when I'm doing my daily things, but you know, he was making me laugh more than anybody else, uh, you know, and, and very often kind of hurting my cheeks type of laughter. <laughs> so, you know, so I knew it was a no brainer that that's, you know, something I wanted to be around a lot more. Can you hear me blushing? <laughs> yes, I can. So, so John, be- before you guys joined first forces, you said you did a lot of local interviews. What, what was one that like stuck out to you early on when you were doing this by yourself? Uh, when I was doing it by myself, there was a, a another podcast. Um, it go it goes by What's the Fuss. Uh, they they had a uh, one of their members of their show actually uh, killed themselves, unfortunately. Oh. oh my god! And yeah, and what stuck out to me is um, I wanted to talk to one of the other members who was like one of his best friends. So I had him on the show and interviewed him about that. And it was a really difficult interview uh, because of the sensitivity of the subject. Oh, yeah. But at the same time, um, me and that gentleman, he goes by Rocky, uh, Rocky and myself uh, came out really, really close. And I think we bonded over the, the situation of, uh, you know, suicide in general, dealing with, um, you know, just we've all had to deal with that uh, somewhat. Oh, yeah, no, definitely. No, I understand that. So what was now recently when you were talking before, uh, you guys are starting to interview some people now too. What are some that you've done already that you're real excited about? Uh, well, we actually, we've knocked out a couple really in the last couple months that are really kind of our standout shows. We noticed we actually share one of the interviews. You guys talked to uh, Psycho Sid Udy and oh, Sid yeah. we. Man, so you guys know that he was a fun, he was, he was our first really big get and uh, he was a really fun guy to talk to. Yeah, no, I love talking to him. He was like, so it's really cool. You got to think how much, it's not like you ever get in somebody's wallet, how much they, it's rude to ask that, but he was a, he was pretty big at one point. So he's probably making some good coin. WWE was doing, WWF was doing good then, but it's so cool, man. He never, cause those guys are always down the road anyway. Like why own a house? And he just went back right. to where he grew up, man. I thought that was really cool. And uh, yeah, I don't know how you guys interviewed him, but when I talked to him, his cell phone wasn't working that good where he was at in this place. So he called me in the house line and it was buzzing so bad. Luckily, oh, I found a tutorial terrible. to get the buzz out. So I was able to get <laughs> the buzz out perfectly. But no, he was really cool. Were you guys big wrestling yeah, he, fans? Yeah, I, I was during the character era. Uh, this yeah. is John. Uh, yeah, John's a little younger than me. John's in his 20s. So like, I, I'm, I'm almost 40. So I was back kind of in the Hulk Hogan, Andre the Giant, Ultimate Warrior, those, that era. Sid's first, first 
era, I should say. Yeah. Back in the WWF days. And yeah, I was a big fan then, but I kind of grew out of it as I became an adult. But I definitely remembered his name and remembered a, a handful of, of stuff. I didn't have to do all that much research on him. Yeah, the the big guest we were kind of really proud of recently was we talked to um he, he you know pro- recently known as Junkyard Joe from the El Camino and Breaking Bad series. Uh, with that movie just coming out, we got to talk to Larry Hankin. Oh and yeah, he's it was, awesome. Uh, it was fantastic. Dude, he's, yeah, he's been in everything, like consummate character actor. Yeah, no, I had an opportunity to talk to him. I had like, uh, it was like more of it went from an interview to like more of like a, just a conversation. And we talked for like, God, like two hours. And it was just like, not even about, yeah. it was not even about like his roles anymore. Really just like the idea of like where he like, cause he was doing comedy. I don't know. How, did you guys go into like his comedy background, how he came up? Yeah. And, the committee. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And so it's so cool. Even before that, when he was doing stand up. He was opening up for Woody Allen, and it was the same time, free speech. So, uh, no, he was really cool to talk to. Yeah, and, and to get an idea of how, like, the itself and the business has changed over generations. Yeah, 30 years. Oh, yeah, man. Now, that's really cool to talk to people. Like, the interviews that we've done, that I've had the chance to talk to people that have been doing it for, like, 40 years, it's, like, remarkable. Because I interviewed a guy that, his name's Kevin Kilner. You'd know if you saw him, but... He's like part of the, he's on the board for like SAG. And there's like, I forget the exact number, but it's like an obscene amount of actors that are part of SAG. But the number oh, yeah. of actors that actually like live off of being actors, it's like a ridiculously small number. Like, yeah, we like actually, yeah, Larry Hankin gave something. us a stat oh, okay, on cool. that. And yeah, yeah. And, and then we actually talked to another guy recently and we brought up that stat and I tried to recall it and I was actually too high. I said it was like, three three percent of actors that like what are what they call working actors and he corrected me i was like no it's actually like more close to two and i was like wow well way to shoot down my hopes and dreams of being an actor <laughs> yeah yeah <But> the number is like <laughs> so, so small it's like margin. crazy yeah sweet man so what are some what are some things when people tune into your show what would you say that when they're done obviously coleman being funny john informing but what would you say after the hour, hour and a half that you want, like people that are going to go check out a new episode, what would the, what would you want them to leave feeling? Uh, that the boring time went by faster. Yeah. We <laughs> have to pass some time and maybe, and hopefully they laughed throughout and uh, learned a thing or two, or at least enhanced knowledge on a fact. Maybe they already knew. We'll try to maybe dig a little deeper on some things. Like, cause some of these stories I'll, I'll have heard in the news and, but I, we won't have deep backgrounds on them. So we'll try to research as much as we can and get, get as much as we can. Cause then as we recall the stories to each other, we have a segment we call did you hear? And that's just kind of like fast facts. We're throwing back and forth kind of uh, topical stuff or from the news recently. And uh, some of them I've heard, you know, on the local news or on national news, but it's real vague. So as we're, as we're asking, as we're recalling the facts, John will ask me or I'll ask John, like tonight we had one about, uh, a, a driver in the UK uh, with is found with 39 dead bodies in the back of his truck, a truck I driver. I saw that. Yeah. And, that's why. Yeah. So, and, but that's all I saw was the headline. So I'm like, well, where's this from? What's the deal with the guy? You know? And then we're speculating on where they might've come from. And I'm making probably jokes I shouldn't have made about Chinese people and things like that. Just, just stu- stupidity kind of intermingled with facts and, and reality. Well, in Florida, you have a good, a lot of local stories that you could probably oh. do for days upon days. 
Yeah, if everybody didn't have a Florida Man segment already, we would be all over that. Yeah, but that's fine. We just don't call it Florida Man. We just we just uh, we we just all know. All you know, oh, this is Disney area. So there you go. This yeah. happened. The, the the problems Florida has is so saturated with just <laughs> yeah. different issues. Yeah, it's it's amazing. Well, that's awesome, man. Well, thanks for taking the time. What is, if you want to draw, I'll put all the links into the episode notes, like where people can find you, but what are like your social media? Like where can people find you? Okay. Uh, social media wise, it's uh, Facebook or Instagram.com slash funny to informing all one word. Uh, and then funny to informing at gmail.com is how you get a hold of us primarily. And uh, we're available on, you know, everything. Yeah, pretty much all the social media platforms, all the podcast outlets. And then we do our live show that you guys were just a part of every Thursday at 7 p.m. Twitch.tv slash Amplified Network. That's the network we run through. And funny to informing the show, the name of the show. Yeah, I would just Google search it. Just Google it. Just do that. Bing it. Just That's use it. it. That's it. <laughs> but uh, sweet, man. Well, guys, thanks so much for taking the time. And uh, we'll keep in touch.